What up, y'all? It's your boy Q coming at you from the beautiful beaches of the Outer Banks on Halloween night. We're going to do this podcast with a little bit of Halloween music in the background, a little bit of hip-hop, a little bit of creepy tunes. This one's going to be off the top of the head again tonight. Talk about some of my bad dreams. Just talk about some stories and some shit going on in my life. And some shit that happened in my life. Haven't been up with y'all in about a couple of weeks. Been a little busy working on some projects. I like to to keep myself busy. Doing some uh, tedious, intense projects I get myself into. I also had a court date. Uh, Was looking at uh, two misdemeanor charges because of some... Stupid ass bitch, I just might as well fucking say, by the way. Anyways, I'll tell you a little bit about my day. My my two days, my fiasco on my way to court, man. I mean, only only the universal play tricks on me and joke with me like this, man. But uh, I think we're going to set this one off tonight with... Uh, some of my my bad dreams that I be having as a kid, man. This all started off as a young boy. All my bad dreams, uh, I, I remember most of them. Um, with the exception of a few and a little bit of details here and there. I'm gonna hit my doobie real quick here. Take a sip of my Stella. Cheers, happy Halloween to all. On this night of darkness, I still managed to spread light and love. Spreading hugs. And spreading love every day, all day, baby. Alright, here we go. Uh, One of the first dreams I've had as a child. I want to say, I don't know, I was was already in Queens. Uh, I was probably already in the second or third grade. Now I remember the dream started off in a church. I'm walking past this old cathedral. Looks like almost St. Patrick's Cathedral in Manhattan. Real old, creepy, dark, very, very moist, wet, dark looking building. It was very moist and wet out. The sidewalk was wet. It was very dark outside. Very little bit of light. And I remember walking past this church all by myself. And as I'm walking past the church, I'm passing the front doors. And there's a long staircase that goes up to the front door. And as I'm passing the front door, I see this figure come out. It was a a tall man, he was huge. Shaved head, trench coat, pale skin. And I keep walking. Now this man is behind me. And I don't wanna turn around, but I know he's behind me and I can hear him. I can hear his footsteps. Clack, clack, clack. Clack, 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 clack. And they were just getting faster and faster and my hair was raising. The instant I turn around, this motherfucker jumps at me and his eyes turn green and his nails grow long like vampires. And he jumps on my chest and throws me down on the floor on my back and just starts scratching at me like a werewolf and scraping my thighs and scraping my legs and my legs were all bloody and I remember screaming and I literally woke up screaming with my legs burning. My legs felt like they were on fire. It was one of the first dreams I ever remember where I woke up out of the dream and actually felt pain. Thank God that was only ever one time I've had that dream. Because I've had this reoccurring dream around the same age. And I've had this dream. This is my 
my most infamous reoccurring dream in my entire life. It got to the point to where I started realizing I was in the dream and this was a reoccurring dream. So this was the dream. I was in my old Catholic school, St. Clair's in the Bronx. I remember being in the cafeteria, walking in the cafeteria line, picking out my shitty ass cafeteria food. But the weird thing is, is I was the only one in the cafeteria. Again, this cafeteria was very dim and dark and gloomy. I start walking to my table and right before I get to my table, I fall into this fucking hole, this dark hole, and I'm falling and falling and falling and falling. And at this point, now I'm smacking myself and pinching myself in my dream because I'm falling so long. Now I realize I'm fucking dreaming, but I'm already in the fucking hole. Before I hit the ground, boom, wake up. Heart pounding. Now my dreams are very, very realistic and very, very vivid. And I've had a lot of lucid dreams and I still do. I've had a couple in the last couple of weeks, but as a kid, I've had the most craziest lucid dreams where I know I was dreaming. And I would control about, I'd say about 80% of my dream. And usually when I... Right before something that I really wanted to happen in my dream, what happened, I'd wake up. And I know you guys experienced that shit. Man, I've had some fucked up dreams like that. Some I don't even want to talk about. But anyway, this reoccurring dream, falling in this hole, I'd have it throughout my entire life. And it got to the point to where by the time I'm in the cafeteria, I'm like, shit, here we go. Falling in the hole. And I jump in the fucking hole and know I'm dreaming. And it'd be a game to me if I can wake up before I hit the ground. Crazy shit. Don't ask me where this shit comes from. I don't know what the fuck. But that, I've had that dream, I want to say, easily over a hundred times. But some of the best was my flying dreams, man. When I control myself flying, I just had one the other night. It was the most fucking awesome shit in the world, man. Colorful, vivid, I remember it. I was telling myself, I'm dreaming and I'm flying. Let's go here, let's go there, flying here, flying there. And then all of a sudden I started hearing this loud ass noise like this. And I was flying and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then I wake up and it's fucking me snoring. Fucking woke myself up snoring from a cool ass flying dream so the possession dreams I've had a lot of demonic possession dreams a lot of these dreams originated in the house that we moved to into Queens and in, in, in uh, Jamaica Queens now, we we moved to like the border of Jamaica, Queens, and Queens Village in the early 80s. And it was this old house that we bought from this old Jewish family. The house came with a black cat, which was I thought was the creepiest shit ever. But upstairs in my bedroom, in my brother's bedroom, for some reason, it was always the, the spookiest room in the house. To the point to where my brother barely slept in there. He slept most of the time with my sister in her room. They were scared of that room. And I, I'm not, I'll fucking admit it. Like, there were nights I fucking... I had to breach out of that bitch, be like, I'm out. But most of the time, I G'd up and I... I stayed in that room and I used to just tell myself like hey if there's something in this motherfucker I'm cool you cool we cool good night and I swear to God man that's what I do man I 
I used to talk to the motherfuckers and be like, hey, I know you can't harm me. Just stay where the fuck you at. And I ain't going to look that way. And you ain't going to look this way. And I'm going to go to bed. And that's what I'd fucking put in my head and, you know, to be able to sleep. But my brother and sister, they would never, man, they hated that room. They hated that room. There was something spooky in that room. I don't know. I, know, I could never put my finger on it. Sometimes when I'd go down the stairs of that house, I'd feel this presence behind me just like chasing me. And it was like a 13 stair flight of steps and I'd take that motherfucker in one jump like no fucking lie. I'd fucking leap down that bitch in one motherfucking jump, yo. Boom! Gone. Peace. See ya. Just because it was spooky and shit. I don't know what it was. Never knew what it was. I don't. I, we never knew if anyone ever died in that house or what the fuck. But uh, there was this spooky presence in that house. That was the house that my mom had became a born again Christian in, and at the time, she had some old friends of hers that had become pastors. This couple. And this couple had come over to visit her after not seeing her for years. And at the time, my mom and my stepfather weren't living, you know, the greatest lives. My stepfather was still doing a lot of dirt. And, you know, the house was in shambles, you know. There was shit going on. We had problems. So this woman, Raynell, comes in with her husband. And they start praying over my mom and... My mom almost had like what I would call an exorcism. My mom was speaking this crazy language. She was screaming and crying and throwing shit and acting crazy. Never heard or seen anything like it. And ever since that day, I would have these dreams of demonic possession. One of my very first demonic possession dreams was with me and my mother and I was in my bed in that spooky room that's where the dream started and my mother is in the hallway outside the door of my bedroom and she's standing there just staring at me with this look of disgust like shaking her head with this look of just pure disgust like like how fucking day like you you just such a disappointment to me and my heart broke and as I went to just go tell her I was sorry my body just lifted up to the ceiling and started screaming this nasty demonic shit and just I started floating and chasing my mother throughout the house and I, I couldn't control it, but I can see what was going on with my eyes, and I can hear and feel myself speaking this nasty, demonic fucking shit, and I would just chase my mom around the house, in, possessed by a demon, and then I'd wake the fuck up, and I tell you what, man, like, I, I know what it feels like from the dream to feel what it feels like to be possessed, which is some fucked up shit I mean I know what it feels like to get shot in the face I've had dreams where I was just walking and something just told me to turn around I turn around and boom fucking bullet to the face thinking is that ever really gonna fucking happen I mean the shock and everything I feel it and it's just so real so vivid to be honest with you the more awakened I've gotten the more vivid my dreams have been not as demonic but very vivid uh, I, I've definitely had rapture dreams my last rapture dream also consisted of my mother this dream was weird it started off real weird and awkward I remember being on a beach and I remember there being I know this sounds weird but it's a fucking dream I remember there being like a little like 
little house on the prairie shack. Not an outhouse, but like a shack shed. Kind of maybe about 50 feet from the water. And there was a bunch of people on the beach. And all of a sudden I look up in the sky and this lion with wings just comes flying down with this whole army of lions with wings just flying down and just grabbing people and attacking people and whipping people around with their tails and biting people's heads off. And I remember just running and grabbing and looking for my mom and I grabbed her and I'm looking for the rest of my family and I dragged her into this shed. She was praying and I'm like, oh shit, is this the fucking rapture? And fucking looking outside and watching people getting mauled by lions and thrown in the ocean and drug in the sand. Fucking crazy vivid shit, man. I woke up sweating like a mother from that dream. That shit had me fucking... I didn't go back to bed from that one. That one actually kept me up for a while. I've had dreams keep me up. My paralysis dreams tend to keep me up. Man, I don't know if, if y'all have had the paralysis dreams, but uh, I really don't know what the fuck it is, man. And I've had them in all different forms and fashions, man. I've had them where I'm laying in my bed and I just can't get up. I'm awake, but I can't move my shoulders and I can't get up, but I feel like I'm awake. My eyes are slightly open looking at some of the room and I feel like I'm awake, but I can't and I'm just like trying so hard to move my shoulder and finally boom I move my shoulder and I'm and I'm awake and just feel like there was pressure on me and I've had that also in a vehicle where I was in a bed but dreaming I was driving a vehicle and in the dream I fall asleep behind the vehicle now I'm behind the vehicle sleeping with sleep paralysis in my dream and now I'm like fuck I can't move I can't open my eyes I'm gonna crash and I, like, I feel the car moving and it's just this fucking fight and this terror and this fucking fear going through me just like oh fuck I can't move I'm in a car I'm gonna crash and I just swerve and right before I'm about to crash into a bunch of trees I wake up and I've had that also in a Greyhound bus which was really freaky because I was sitting in the seat in the bus and the bus was moving so now I'm in a moving bus dreaming of driving a moving car falling asleep behind the wheel getting sleep paralysis I hope you caught all that now on this bus trip Actually, something else funny happened on this bus trip, but I'll get into that. So, on this bus trip, I had a fucking jacket over my head and a gentleman sitting next to me. And I remember when I was like in the dream fighting to wake up because I felt like I was about to crash this fucking car I was driving that I fell asleep behind the wheel of. And I'm like shaking and moving and I just remember throwing my shoulder up and screaming. Ah! And the guy next to me just got so scared and looked at me. He's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I had a dream. And I was going to try to explain to him my dream. But I was like, nah, this guy's going to think I'm fucking nuts. These, guys, these people on this bus fucking hate me right now already from what the fuck happened. Oh, Lord, let me tell you what happened. Hold on, let me sip this Stella. Hmm. Mm. So, I was uh, in Florida, got into an argument with my dad, it was a real bad one, and um, he ended up putting his hands on me. I remember uh, we were fighting about a lot of things, but uh, towards the end of the fight, I threw something out there that kind of like, kind of hurt him in his heart, and I, you know, I knew it hurt him, because he fucking hit me, 
You know, I told him he was a coward for hitting my mom when I was younger and being that dude. And he hit me and uh, I walked away. I jumped out of my window of my bedroom with a full bag that I've packed. And I called some friends. I got a ride to the Greyhound station. And I moved to Charlotte. That's what my plan was. I was on my way to Charlotte to see my son's mother. This was before he was born. And I had a layover in Jacksonville where I had to catch another bus. So I was dressed pretty nice. You know, I was dressed nice I would say and I don't know if you know anything about Jacksonville and I don't know if you know anything about Greyhound stations but they're both pretty shitty 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 fucking shitty 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 so I go through it's nighttime. I'm 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 going through the, the bus station. I'm looking for the next gate that I'm supposed to catch this next bus. And I, this Greyhound station is just first of all, it's a dirt, it's a fucking dirt bomb, and I, it's hard for me to know and, and, and navigate myself in this place. And I was younger, so you know it was a little harder for me to navigate some shit. So I, I asked this woman. I said, "Hey," I handed her my ticket. I said, "Hey, where's this?" bus gate so she points to this gate if I remember correctly gate 13 so I'm sitting at this gate hour goes by two hours go by now I'm like wait a minute this bus should have came already I walk back up to the woman and I said are you sure this is the right gate she grabbed my ticket and she said, oh my goodness, no, your bus is gone already. And I said, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? She said, well, you got to wait for the next bus and that's going to be in about another four hours. Now, I am fucking furious. I look mad. Most of the time I look mad anyway. I'm really not, but I was fucking mad. Now, this lady knows I'm pissed. And then I said to her, where's my fucking bags? She said, well, I guess they're on their way to Charlotte. And my face just like, my face looked like, bitch. Oh, my God. Don't let me fucking yell at you. So I was like, you know what? Let me just cool it out. So I go sit down. Now I'm like, I... I only had this one hit of weed. It was attached to a socket for like a ratchet set, a mini ratchet set. And I had a little hose attached to that. Just a little rig so I could just take this one little fucking hit of weed I had left. That's all I had with me from Florida. So I got this little makeshift pipe in my bag. And, uh,. Now I'm like, fuck, man, what, where am I going to smoke this thing? Like, this this place is so ghetto. Like, this, I, I just don't trust anything, right? So what I'm noticing is I'm noticing pairs of, of men. Now, my dad was a cop, so I could sniff out a cop from a mile of fucking way. So now I'm noticing these pairs of detectives undercover walking around this Greyhound station, and they're all peeping me. They're all just peeping me, and they're all making it fucking obvious. Now, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Now these niggas think I'm transporting drugs or some shit. So, I sit there mad as fuck in my chair for that whole time, watching all this shit going down. Now, my I'm the first one there, of course, because I've been waiting forever. So, now I'm on my way. I'm walking to the bus, and I'm the first person to get on the bus. I get on the bus, I walk straight to the bathroom. I pull my little pipe out, put the little weed in the thing. I hit the fucking weed. I dismantle the pipe, put it in my bag, and I blow the weed out the little window in the back of the bathroom bus. 
come out real quick and I sit in that first chair right next to the bathroom door. Everybody starts boarding the bus one by one by one. There's now like 12 people on the bus or so. Now, I got this guy sitting next to me and then I watched a pair of the detectives that had been running around. There was two pairs of them. I watched them get in line for my bus. Now I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Everybody's looking around the bus now like, this bus smells like weed. (laughs) So, the two cops get on the bus. They walk straight to the back of the bus and straight to me. They say, where are you headed? I said, Charlotte. He said, it smells like marijuana back here. You smell that? And I said, yeah, it smelled like that when I boarded the bus, sir. He said, well, if it wasn't you, you have nothing to worry about. I said, all right, I guess I have nothing to worry about. He said, what's in your backpack? I said, just my lunch, a couple of things. I said, my main bag's already in Charlotte because I already missed my bus, my first bus. And he said, you mind if I look in your backpack? And I said, no, sure, go ahead. Now, I swear on my mom, he has his finger on the zipper to where I just had the pipe. And I say, sir, my father is a major case detective. I just left his house and I'm heading to Charlotte to see my girlfriend. And the officer said, really? That's outstanding. And he closed my zipper, gave me my backpack back and said, you have a nice day walked off the bus and everyone on the bus was just like that's some bullshit what the fuck and i just sat on the bus i remember and i put my jacket over my face and fell asleep and then that's when i had that dream of the sleep paralysis with while the bus was moving man and that shit was fucking wild so that's brought me to that story which was pretty cool i forgot all about that that happening Man, I've gotten saved by, woo, man. Lord knows I should only be in behind bars for some shit I've done that they let me go for. Probably shouldn't be admitting that, but hey, you make mistakes, man. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. I like to say I reprogram my brain to think a lot better, to be a lot better of a human being. In these days, Ooh, listen to this beat. This is this is a straight up Halloween remix right here. I hope everybody's having a dope Halloween. All right, y'all. We're gonna get into this next dream about the three witches. I've always had this shit with these witches, man. Dreaming of these witches scarred me for life, yo. Scarred your boy Q for life, man. Nah, I'm I'm good now, but uh This dream occurs in that house in Queens. Now I wake up from my bed and something gravitates me down into the basement. Now, I know in a lot of homes, the basement is a scary place. And in this home, the basement was most definitely the scariest place of the house. Especially the back far corner of the basement. It was real dark where the boiler was. And that's where the boiler turned on. Grumbled and growled at you and shit. Had its own little room and door. So it was extra dark back there. Extra scary. And when you're little... That basement looks so big and so far and long. So every time my brother and my sister had to, we we had to come upstairs from the basement, we'd all run and try to be the first motherfucker up them steps and try not to be the last motherfucker up them steps, yo. So anyway, I wake up from my bed in this dream and something gravitates me down towards the basement and I'm, I'm walking slowly down the basement. The house is dark. 
get down to the bottom of the steps of that basement and I look to the far back end of the basement and I can see these three figures I can't tell what the figures are but I know that there's three figures back there and they're huddling around something there they're huddled so as I creep up behind these figures I realize that they're they got this big witch cauldron or whatever it's called a fucking witch pot and they're stirring this pot and smoke's coming out the pot and I see fingers and I see elbows and I see hair and they're just stirring this pot and fucking laughing and giggling and hackling <laughs> and I fucking said <gasps> and I startled them and all three of these ugly fucking witches just turn around and look at me and just scream and they just start chasing me now I don't know if you've ever been scared in a dream and try to run and you feel like you're running in fucking quicksand and you feel like you're not getting anywhere and the fucking stairs of the basement just look so far away and these witches are fucking gaining on me and I'm screaming for my little brother because I realize all those body parts in the culture and were my family I'm screaming and screaming, Mikey, Mikey. I see him at the top of the steps and I grab him and I bust myself out of the side door and here come the witches right behind me and I press myself up against the side of the house and I will myself to float up to the top of the roof as these, as these witches are scraping with their ugly fucking long nails at my feet and as I'm floating up away from these witches, I wake up. Sweating like a motherfucker. Scared as shit. Looking for my little brother. Crazy witch dreams, man. I don't know what it is about these witches, man. I don't know. I always felt like I was cursed by a witch. and uh, They cursed me to date witches. Fucking dated some fucking witches. Speaking of Alicia, you fucking witch. By the way, y'all, I seen her ass in court, and you would not believe it. She lost weight, yo. Psych! That bitch didn't lose not a fucking pound. As a matter of fact, she looks like Moana's fucking father, that fucking cow. Sorry, I know, that was mean, but fuck it. So, listen to my date in court. Or my adventure to get to court I should say because I was supposed to tell y'all that whole story anyway so I date this witch and she buys me a car but she don't buy me the car she puts it in her name and says hey you can give up the car you're driving now give up that lease that you were leasing from a friend and you can pay for this truck but it's in my name like, oh, yeah, fucking, I really don't want to do that, but fuck it. I guess it's too late. You already did it. There's no turning back. Then, on my birthday, she buys me this Harley Davidson as a gift for my birthday. A couple of months after these gifts come, she tells me she has to move out of the Outer Banks. So, she has this daughter that she can't handle. She doesn't know how to raise. She doesn't know how to discipline. And I move with this witch and her daughter to Greensboro, North Carolina. And in the time of a year, this little girl manages to steal my money and my jewelry and I'm working all the time Alicia's working all the time shit ain't working out we ain't getting along my job is super fucking stressful and I'm like why the fuck did I leave the beach to begin with our lease is up so we decide we're gonna split up so I decide hey I'm going back to the beach man I I don't even know why the fuck I left the goddamn beach. So I head back to the beach with the understanding that I was going to continue paying for the truck 
and the bike was mine because it was a gift. And I'm not in the Outer Banks but three days. And the fucking police come up in here calling me on my phone telling me, hey, man, where you at? Hey, I got some papers for you. I tell the cop where I'm at and the motherfucker arrest me for a warrant for unauthorized use of a vehicle. As a matter of fact, on a unauthorized use of two vehicles, the bike and the truck, she said I stole them both. Which, right? I mean, bitch, right? Yes. Both, right? Yes. So, I had to go to court for all that bullshit, right? So, I'm thinking, you know, my, my lawyer just keeps putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. So, now by the time she gives me the court date for sentencing day, I'm... I thought it said October 18th. My ass needs some motherfucking glasses because I got a phone call on October 12th from the secretary talking about, hey, Mr. Torres, are you ready for court tomorrow? Now, let me remind you, Greensboro, high point where I was, is five hours away from here, from the Outer Banks. I had to rent a car and I had to get a hotel the night before to make it to this court date. Now I'm shitting bricks. Now, here's a perfect example of your boy Q living in the here and now. And here's a tip. If you're going to live in the here and now as much as I do, like I tell you to, write down the important shit you need to do. (laughs) Because... I thought that shit was on the 18th and I was not ready. So me not being ready just caused a snowball effect of all this fucking shit to happen on my way to court. So now it's the 12th and I'm scrambling. I call Enterprise. Hey, you guys got a car? I need it by 4.30 tomorrow. Enterprise is like, no, I needed that that day. So Enterprise is like, yeah, we'll have a car at 4.30. So I'm getting my bag packed, and I'm now I'm scrambling. I'm getting ready because I'm like, shit, I got to be at court tomorrow. I got to get a car today, and I got to get a fucking hotel tonight. So Enterprise calls me right before I'm about to head out, looking for a ride to get to Enterprise, which is in Kitty Hawk, which is about 40 minutes, 35 minutes away from here. I finally get a phone call from Enterprise and they're like hey man Mr. Torres I'm sorry but we don't have a car available the car we were going to give you the person extended the car and I'm like oh shit man I probably should have never told them motherfuckers I needed a car for court because they're probably like if he gets arrested how are we going to get the car back so that's just a theory of mine but that's what happened no car for Q now I'm stressing the fuck out how am I going to get there how am I going to get there I'm driving this 88 Toyota Classic truck that I really don't want to drive five hours there and five hours back. So, comes to last resort, I have no fucking choice. I got to drive the old Yoda. I got to take the Toyota. So, I leave that night. Leave here about 7 o'clock for a five-hour trip. My way there, I'm calling the hotel. That's supposed to be about a few blocks from this courthouse. Fill up the Yoda. Get on my way over to High Point, Greensboro. And I'm driving. I'm in the zone. I'm stressing. I'm driving. I'm trying to just keep cool. You know, trying to get prepared. My mind prepared for court. And I don't realize how much gas that this fucking Yoda is guzzling. By the time I look at the gas gauge, that motherfucker bitch was under E and I don't know how it was still running to the point to where I hit the brakes on the highway and was like, I cannot go any fucking further. I'm like, you know what? I have to get off the highway. So I take that next exit. Boom. I see a gas station. This gas station is fucking closed. Now, I pull out of the gas station just out of stress and and, and and anxiety and I'm 
I pull over a, a block away from the gas station thinking, okay, maybe I could uh maybe I could sit here till the morning and they open and I was like, nah man, I need to take a shower and get dressed for work. Like I need a hotel room. I'm still I was about an hour away. And I knew I'm looking on my phone on my maps and I'm like, man, the next gas station's 10 miles. I can't make it 10 miles under E. Like I'm on fumes right now. So I'm sitting here. Now I'm like 20 minutes goes by. All these people are driving by me. I'm in Hillsboro, Hick County, motherfucking North Carolina, right? So ain't nobody stopping for me. I pull out all the stops. Fuck it. I'm calling 911. Boop, boop, boop. I said, can you send an officer with some gasoline for me, please? I'm over here uh, off the ramp of the highway here in Hillsboro, across the street from this little pit stop gas station place. Boom. They sent me an officer. Of course, I got to stand there waiting for this officer like... Look totally non-aggressive and non-threatening with my hands like where he can see them and shit. So he's not all bugged out. So he rolls up. He pulls up. And he's like, yeah, you got a gas can? I'm like, no, I really don't. He's like, you got money? I was like, yeah, I got money. He's like, all right, I'm going to take you to the store. We're going to buy a gas can. I was like, oh, fuck, for real, yo? So he, he comes and... He's like, yo, all right, get in the back of the car. So I get in the back of the car. And this dude, now I'm bugged out. I'm like, shit, he's taking me to the fucking store. Homeboy takes me to this convenience store. Not the gas station first, to a convenience store. Now, people are watching him let me out the back of his cop car and walk, him and I walk into the convenience store like we're friends. I get the gas can. He grabs some candy. We leave. He goes to the driver's seat. I go into the back seat. People are looking at us like some shit's fucking weird. Then he drives me over to the gas station. We pull up to the pump. I get out. I fill the gas. People are looking at me like, what the fuck's going on? Why is this guy in the back seat getting out, filling up gas out of the cop car? So I get back in. Cop brings me back to the car, and I'm like, man, you're awesome. I'm like, thank you, man. I'm like, dude, you know, as a matter of fact, like, on that whole way, he wasn't being, he wasn't talking to me up until the point he asked me where I was from, and I said the Outer Banks, and then that motherfucker became cool as shit. Oh, I go to the Outer Banks three times a week, uh, uh, three times a summer, da, 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 it's my favorite place. So then, dude drops me off. I was real appreciative. Put the gas in the car, gas up, go back to the gas station, fill up, and then finally make it to the hotel. When I get to the hotel, homeboy at the hotel is like, yo, there's no reservation for Mr. Torres. And I'm like, hey, man, I I need a room. I made a reservation. And he says, okay, well, we can make that happen. I said, well, good, because we need to make that happen. And I said, the guy told me it's going to be $99. It would be $106 plus tax, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> and the guy's like, okay, fine. Gives me the room. By the time I get into bed, it's like 2 o'clock. Now, I got to be up at 6 o'clock, to 6.30 to get ready for this court at 8. Now, I get up a little late. I'm tired. Here's my luck. Here we go. I get up, I put the courthouse in the GPS, and for some reason, the GPS kept fucking glitching on me. And I knew I was close to the courthouse, but the GPS kept telling me I was 23 miles away from the courthouse. And the GPS wouldn't give me the address to the courthouse that was closest to me, that I really in my gut knew it was. So now I'm frantic and I got anxiety again. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Let me just get to this one. And they were both Guilford County courthouses, but one was Greensboro, Guilford County. One was High Point, Guilford County. So now your boy Q over here races 23 miles away. Get to this fucking courthouse, get upstairs, and it's kind of empty. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? 
courtroom, see is the doors are locked. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I look through the crack of the door and I see the judge and I see the bailiffs and shit and some people in there. I see one of the bailiffs in the hallway and I'm like, is, is this court going to open soon? He's like, yeah, yeah, that, that's the only one that there's a judge in right now. So I was like, all right, cool. This got to be the place. I sit there for about 10, 15 minutes. Finally, the other bailiff opens the door and this dude's like, hey, man, what's going on, man? How you doing today? And I was like, I'm doing good, man. How are you? He's like, everything's great. Everything's just jolly. I'm like, oh, man, these guys are fucking happy, right? So... I look at the judge and the judge behind the podium and the judge is like, yeah, yeah, man, come on up here. Come up here. Come here. Come here. And I'm like, in my head, this is fucking weird. So I walk up to the judge podium and he's like, how you doing today, man? And I'm like, I'm doing great, man. How are you? He says, uh, you know what? Why don't you uh, go into that room right over there? And he points to the juror's room. And I, and I look, look back and I point and I'm like, you mean that room right there? He said, yeah, 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 the juror's room. So now I'm really bugged out. Now I'm like, man, this shit ain't ever fucking happened to me in court, yo. So I fucking go and sit in this juror's room. Judge comes in and he's like, hey, man, you know, we're, we're kind of low on judges and you know, I'm the only judge in today, and he's like, I hope everything's good with you. How you been? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm real good. And he's like, what do you got in your hand? And I grab, he grabs a piece of paper in my hand, and he looks at it, and he says, oh, you're a people of the court. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm here for court. He said, man, I thought you were a police officer this whole time. And I just looked at myself up and down, and I said, oh what he said oh man i thought you were a police officer dude and i'm like no man that, my dad's the police officer i'm not the police officer i'm here for court <laughs> and i said i was gonna about to say because this never happened to me in court before and him and i are laughing and i come outside and the bailiff's laughing and the da grabs my paper and the da's like hey man you're in the wrong courthouse man and i said oh fuck and he said if you go over there and tell him you went to the wrong courthouse, it'll be fine. He's like, you just got to hurry up. Now, let me remind you, because I forgot to tell you, as I approached this courthouse before I walked in, I had my cell phone, so they made me turn around and get rid of my cell phone. So instead of going all the way back to the truck, I put my cell phone behind this building under a garden hose. Then when I went back in and I got to the x-ray machine, he made me go back out and take my chain wallet. So now this is the second time he made me leave before I even got into the courthouse. So I ended up putting my chain wallet into a little lockbox in front of the courthouse. And I ran and got my phone and put that one again into another one. So now I'm holding two keys to these lockboxes. So as I'm running out of this courthouse to get to the other courthouse... I'm fumbling with the lock boxes and the keys and I had my car key it was a single key attached to one of those lockbox keys and as I'm fumbling my shit out of these lock boxes I drop the car key under the lock box in front of the courthouse and I take off running like a bolt of lightning to the car which was like five blocks away I finally get to the truck and now I'm like oh fuck where's the key now I'm stressing again like crazy. Now I'm like, oh shit, I got to go back and find this key. It could be anywhere. I said, let me start back from where I started at the lockbox. Run back to the lockbox, five blocks back to the courthouse. Get to the lockbox. Boom, my fucking key's laying there right on the ground. There's this old black woman there sitting there looking at me. And she watched this whole thing go down. And she just looking at me. And she shook her head and put her head down. And I said, boom, I just ran out of this. I don't got time for this woman. And I took off running back to the truck. Now, I am flying through Greensboro downtown like a fucking maniac. Running lights, trying to get to this other court. Like, I don't give a fuck. I got to make it. It's my sentencing day. Like, I could go to jail. So, finally make it to the courthouse. Court's going on. I'm like, shit, man. I don't want to interrupt nobody. Fucking 
DAs walking around, lawyers are walking around, people are talking, judges talking, people are getting sentenced, and I'm like, holy fuck, like, my lawyer, I don't even know what my lawyer looks like, because everybody got masks, we all got masks on. Finally, I see Miss fucking Alicia, and I'm like, yo, she's talking to my lawyer, I think. She was signing a piece of paper, and then she sat back down for like a couple of minutes, and then she got up and walked out. I thought she was going to the bathroom. Nope. 20 minutes goes by. She didn't come back. Here comes my lawyer. And my lawyer's like, Mr. Torres, is Mr. Torres here? And I raise my hand and she comes back and she's like, she left. Your case is dismissed. You're free to go. And walked away and went and talked to her next client that was sitting right in front of me. And... I just got mind blown, like mind fucked, like what? I mean, I was happy it got dismissed, but I just went through all of that shit to sit in the back of the courtroom, not even see the judge for her to just be like, dude, you can go home, it's dismissed. Like what in the fuck? All of that drama, all those wrenches thrown in the works for that. But that was just a... That's just a testimony, man. Just just be ready, man. Because if you you enter some shit and 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 you tripping up in the beginning, you just expect to keep tripping up, man. You gotta be ready, man. Be solid, man. Cause that shit caught me off guard, man. At least I got off. At least my case was dismissed. I don't have two misdemeanor charges. But the fucked up shit is, it's still on my record. I'd have to pay five hundred dollars to get it expunged that I was even charged with that shit. What kind of government bullshit is that, y'all? Yeah, we'll talk about that too in the podcast. But uh, I think it's time to uh, hit the bar and party a little bit and have this little Halloween party. Uh, Just wanted to get back at y'all. I want to thank everybody who's been listening. I'm going to keep hitting y'all with some podcasts. I'm going to let y'all know some of these projects I've been working on and some of these meditation sessions I've been working on and how I've been having them on the beach and walking and sitting on my deck man the sky's been crazy lately and beautiful and uh, i just want everybody to enjoy nature man look up at the sky and appreciate it tell mother nature how grateful you are man express that to mother nature how grateful you are for being here man and hug that person next to you love that person next to you man realize that we're all one man this earth and this land is about oneness man Man, happy Halloween. I hope everybody has a good night. Watch some scary movies. Chill out. Kick back. Have a couple of drinks. Have a smoke or two. And uh, I'll see y'all in the next episode. Have a good night. Love y'all. Peace. Happy Halloween, y'all.